It's a choice of your will and my will to listen to the Word of God. So we will worship God today in spirit and in truth. We will worship God corporately together in Jesus' name. Amen.
can yell at a University of Nebraska football game at the top of your lungs. Why can't you do that when you say Jesus? It's time, folks, to step out of your comfort zone and start being doers. So we're going to sing this till 11.30, till I can really hear you say, Jesus! Now listen, your flesh might not want to do that today, but you've got to rise above it. I've got to do the same thing. So let's get going. Amen?
reason you feel less than exhausted, weak, vulnerable is because you keep trying to do it in your ability. The fear, the worry, the doubt is not from me. That is not who I have called you to be. I am with you. I am for you. I have empowered you. I have enabled you by my spirit, by my power. Die to yourself. Crucify your flesh. The battle belongs to me. I fight for you. Come to me. And let me fight for you. Lay it down. Let it go. Surrender and humble yourself. You want victory? It's in my name. You want success? It's through me. You want to overcome? Ah! 
ahead and be seated, please. Father, forgive us for not coming into your presence with reverence, with respect, with humility, and with honor.
Lord Jesus, Lamb of God, you are truly holy and worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. And corporately today, we press in to receive all that you have for us. And we welcome you, Spirit of Grace, to teach us and open our eyes to see and our ears to hear what you're speaking to your people in this hour. So, Lord, you said if we would purposely draw near to you, you will surely draw near to us. So there's expectancy in our heart today to receive all that heaven has for us this morning. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, Amen. So, sit up straight, pay attention, and I'll try to go quickly. Immediately after the service today, we have short training session for people that work in children's ministry. We are trying to get the new check-in system for kids and get that flowing smoothly. It should only take about 10 minutes. You don't have to run the computer, but you have to know how that works and how that system's going to work. So if you work in nursery, preschool, children's church, any of those things, we need you to attend that either today, immediately after church, or we'll have a second opportunity on July 30th. This Tuesday, there's no Patriots United. This Wednesday at 7 p.m., uh, we will have our regular midweek service. It'll be short teaching service, and we're going to pray. And then next Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., Apostle Mike Keyes will be here. If you do not know Mike Keyes, he is a man sent by God. He is sent to the Philippines. He has an apostolic calling. It's foundational. He is a no-nonsense, straightforward kind of guy, but he will make you stronger and bring you up higher. I encourage you to be here. Now, one thing that you need to know, next week... Caleb Shaner is getting married in Rapid City. That means Abe and Beth won't be here. <laughs> so we're going to do something really different for worship next week. There's a gentleman that Caleb and Kaylee knew in Kearney. He led the worship at Grace Church out there. But now he is out on his own in ministry, and what he does is go to churches and fills in for them on services like this. And so he and his family will be here next week to lead worship. So what we need you to do, I know it'll be different, but it's going to be good. And just come being respectful to the gift within him, Follow after his lead, not going off on your own tangents. But be sure to enter into worship. 
He's a worship leader. He'll know how to lead you. Just follow and get involved and enter into worship. That's what we ask of you. So that is next Sunday, 10 a.m., 6 p.m. Sunday, August 6th, from 4 to 7, we're going to have a family fun night out at Muscatine. We're just going to eat and have fun and have food and fellowship. So there will be more. Um, we'll have more information on that following, but if you're interested in that, mark that down. It's Sunday, August 6th from 4 to 7. It's for the whole family. On August 26th, of course, is Jesus Day. And then if you see in the lobby, we have a sign like this out there. Also on August 26th at the state capitol in Nebraska, Sean Point and Turning Point USA will be there. They are doing a 50-state capitol tour. So Jesus Day runs, what, from 9 to 2.30, and this starts at 6, so you can get it all in. <laughs> it's a big day. But we would encourage that because that's where we come together as the whole body of Christ, and he's evangelistic, and he needs our support, but we need what he has to offer also. So I encourage you to get involved with that. Um, let me see. One more thing. Back on the bulletin board, this week there was an article in the newspaper about the school board meeting that took place this week. And I posted that because you need to pay attention to what's going on. You can read that and it should be pretty evident who to vote for and who not to vote for in the next election. But the thing is, that school board is elected to serve you in this community. And so... I also posted this on the back. It's a Patriots United newsletter, and they have a survey. The school board has a survey that you can take so your voice can be heard. And if you go on to that QR code, you can fill out that survey. You can also get on and send the school board members uh, an email, either encouragement or disapproval. It's up to you. And if you are like me and struggle with QR codes, there's one here, there's one here. After the service, if you're interested in that, grab one of the ushers and we'll get somebody to help you. So um, I struggle in that department, but we'll get it done. So I'd encourage you to do that because you need to make your voice heard, whether you have kids in our school system or grandkids, or if you're not even in the school system, what Norfolk Public School does is going to affect all the schools in the area. So I encourage you, let your words be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Okay. So, switching directions, we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offering. Last week I talked about the word poor, and that I'd done a word study with poor. And I told you this week I would be doing it on Prosper. And I found out, I already knew, but there's a lot more about prosperity in the Word of God than there is about being poor. God loves people that are poor, but he hates poverty. Because poverty keeps people from being blessed. It keeps children hungry and needs being unmet. I would also encourage you, yesterday we went to the movie Sound of Freedom. If you have not seen that, it is here until Thursday, and by all means see that. An estimated $150 billion is spent every year on, on human and sex trafficking. That is not prosperity, and God hates it. 
And so we need to wake up to that and, and see what's going on. But as far as prosperity, the definition I found from the dictionary is prosper, to prosper is to succeed in material terms, to be financially successful, to flourish, to be strong and healthy. Prosperity is the condition of being successful or thriving. People, years ago, but even people today, often mistakenly believe that Christians should be poor. That is a false doctrine. God, does, God loves people that are poor, but he wants them to get out of poverty and be blessed. Jesus said, I have come that I might have, give you life and give it to you abundantly. So that is a doctrine that is in the ditch. Okay? But there's also, after years ago, then people started teaching on prosperity and the blessings of God. And through the years, that got to be in a lot, in a lot of cases, that got to be in a ditch. Prosperity is not about just heaping money to yourself, building yourself a kingdom. Prosperity is not about spending $150 billion to exploit children and women and other people, boys, girls. That's not prosperity. But the Christian, Christians have let things like that happen because we think we should be poor and not do anything. Hover in our houses and be afraid. So I'm going to give you two definitions of prosperity. There's a lot to talk about, but two today for the sake of time. One definition is by a man named E.W. Kenyon, great man of God, Scholar of the Word of God. His definition of prosperity is, prosperity is the ability to use the ability of God to help humanity. I think that is a great definition. Prosperity is the ability to use the ability of God to help humanity. The other definition I'm going to give you this morning is out of Psalm 1. I'm going to read it to you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." Our house is surrounded. We've got a lot of trees. We have a lot of wildlife. And this morning when I sat and had my cup of coffee, and I just sat and stared at a tree. And there were so many birds in that tree. There were, just while I sat there, there were at least five different species of birds in that tree. And they were all coming to that tree because there was food available, there was protection, there was security, there was shelter. Trees not only provide that for the birds, but we have squirrels, we have raccoons, we have all kinds of things that depend on those trees for their needs to be met. Trees provide that also for humans. But that's what prosperity is. God gave that tree ability to provide for species and humans and animals that have a need. So prosperity is the ability to use the ability of God to help humanity. With that thought in mind, ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
Amen. Before um, I just uh, do a little bit of my message today and, and uh, we'll unhook for a couple weeks, <clears throat> I want Nate to come and I'm going to have him read something to you. Last Sunday when he was in here early in the morning, way early on Sunday, he was praying and crying out to God for God's glory, God's presence. You know, how many of you want the presence of God? God's glory. Well, God spoke to him some things. Come up here. and He, he has a... He writes these things down, which is a good thing. But share with the people what what God spoke to your heart. Um, he spoke to me from uh, Matthew 16, 4, which talks about a wicked and adulterous generation. Um, I, I wrote this. It says, everyone is crying out for Holy Spirit to move in this hour. People want to see him move. I am one of these people, but there is one thing to remember. In Matthew 16:4, Jesus says, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks a sign. We should run to the cross, yes, but why stay there? Jesus didn't. He rose from that place of death so his body could continue living and to be anointed to go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. We are the body of Christ. Don't sit on the sideline and do nothing more than be a spectator who is wanting to see God move in signs and wonders. Be an active member of the body and allow God to move through you. Amen. That's why it's so important when we come in here on a <clears throat> Sunday morning that you know all of us go through situations, circumstances during the course of a week. You're always... Tempted to be discouraged or defeated. But you, you have to rise up and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And that's what I was thinking this morning because it's, it's a pressing in. Years ago, I would have just quit. Wouldn't have gone on and yelled, Jesus, 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 just let's move on. I won't do that anymore. I won't do that anymore. If it's not right in this place, I will confront it. And it's not that you come in here adamantly opposed to, to God or anything. It's just that we can allow the cares of this life, our you know, concerns, our worries, our problems, our issues that need tissues, to take over. And in these last days, folks, we're supposed to rise up as a mighty army. Not a defeated people. And if there's any church in this town that should understand it, it should be this church. And that's part of growing up. That's part of maturing is, yeah, I got up this morning. I, I could have gone patient with you. I'm glad you're here. But you know, part of being a leader in the body of, of Christ today is you can't live by your feelings. Part of being a, a, a Christian in today's times, you, you can be moved and controlled by your feelings and emotions. Well, that's not the way God intended it. God's not moved by your emotions or your feelings. He's moved by your faith. And some of us have to cop an attitude. 
We can all get on our issues. You know, we've all got things we're involved in. There's organizations we can be involved in, whether it be Patriots United, Convention of States, and all these things are good and necessary. But if you can't get excited about coming to the house of the Lord and worshiping Jesus and pressing in and praying and crying out to God, what use is it being involved in anything else? I don't think there's ever been a time in my life as a pastor, and I've been at this 40 years. That's a long time. I've been waiting a long time for some things. I'm not going to quit. Just because I wake up in the morning and I ache and I don't feel good and my joints are stiff and I don't want to get out of bed. and oh. Ever been knocked off a horse? I've asked you that, Steve. Sure you have. And you don't ride, ride horses anymore, do you? You've never got on a horse anymore since that time you fell. No, you got back up and got back on the horse. Some of you here today, you got to, yeah, maybe you've been knocked down. Well, get back up. Quit whining and complaining about, oh, this is against me and that's against me. And, oh, dear Lord, how am I going to get through this? Suck it up. Be a man and woman of God. Be what God's intended you to be, not a wimp. I watch a lot of military stuff, and I'm drawn to that. So is, you know, Micah. And I listen, and my heart aches for some of these men that have gone through what they've gone. Listen to one two nights ago, and my heart went out to this gentleman. And a lot of them are committing suicide. There's a lot of Christians today committing spiritual suicide. They're quitting. They're giving up. Now's not the time or the hour to give up. Now's the time to fight the good fight of faith. Bible calls it a good fight. Every one of you are going through things right now. I understand that. God is touched with the feeling of your infirmities. I'm, I'm remembering David when he came back to, to, at Ziklag and his family was taken. His goods were taken. Everything was gone. And he sat down and he wept and he cried before God and God said, suck it up. That's not what God said. Shall I pursue? Yes. Pursue. Don't quit. Go after it. He did. You know, even in, with, they were going to stone him as a lead. They were going to stone him and kill him. Thank God there's always a remnant, though, that hooked up with David. They went out, and they recovered all. Say that with me. They recovered all. There's, not going, to, there's going to be a lot of Christians in the day's head aren't going to recover anything because they're not going out after it. They've given up. 
Oh, but COVID. Oh, but Biden. Oh, but the Looney Tunes at the state capitol. Do you think that makes a bit of difference with God? No, it doesn't. Well, Pastor, you know how hard it is. Suck it up! Look at your neighbor and say, suck it up. I can't believe he said suck in the church. I don't think there's any way better to say it. If you don't like your life right now or what's going on in it, do something about it. Press in and pray. Get in the Word. I look back and I see people aren't here like they should be consistently. And they're the ones that usually are knocking on my door. What can I do? Get to church consistently. Get in the Word consistently. Pray in tongues consistently. I don't pray in tongues. Then get filled. I'm not preaching my sermon. I'm exhorting you. I'm proud of you. This total gal that hasn't been here but a few times. I like your countenance. You're not going to quit. What else should I say? What's that, Mike? Praise Jesus. We might as we started with Jesus. We might as well end with Jesus. I sense today there's some people here that just you know, you're defeated. You're you're tired. You're you're bored with life and well, he just shared with you what God spoke to him. You know, don't sit on the sidelines. Roll up your sleeves. Get busy. Lead someone to Christ. Pray in tongues ten minutes a day. Start with that. Get in the Word. Put your nose in the book. Pull yourself up on the bootstraps. But, Pastor, that's why I don't pastor a church of 600 people. 300 people. Because I expect too much. This isn't a user-friendly church. I'm not going to preach what you want to hear. I'm going to preach what you need to hear. And some people have left through the ears. Well, don't let the door hit you on the backside. Can't win wars with lukewarm Christians. Just can't. Can't do it. Oh, Lord, why did I do that? <laughs> do you have anything to, to share to back me up at all? I mean, how about you? What? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, so I'm kind of preaching kind of like what he spoke to you? Amen. I've told this, and it's it's kind of a crude story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. At this point, why not? 
When I was a little boy, I was invited to a birthday party. Little boy, up the street. We were outside playing, and I got on the fence. I straddled the fence, but the fence hooked me. Yeah, ouch. I couldn't get off the fence, folks. And I was screaming and crying, and some adult finally came over and unhooked me. And I can remember waddling home, <laughs> laying on the couch that evening, missing the birthday party with ice, because I was on the fence. Get off the fence. Choose your side. Get with the program. Now you can come next week with a different mindset. You ever had to pump some wrestlers up? And they're young, and I understand that, but it's no different. I love you. He loves you. Oh, how he loves you. And he loves you not enough not to leave you where you're at spiritually. He wants you to grow in grace and knowledge. Well, that's it. Stand up. The Holy Ghost says that's enough, Mike. Stand up. What? No. I'm not going to do my message. That was, wasn't that a good, was that a message? Are you offended? <laughs> I think that's about all we can go today. Let's pray and ask the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, we're rising up as your body and we're not going to settle for anything less than your presence and your anointing in the days ahead. And so, Holy Spirit, help us all deal with our flesh, deal with our emotions, deal with our circumstances, and choose to rise above them in the days ahead. And I thank you, Father. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit of grace this very hour. And so, Father, by your Spirit, I speak and declare the grace of God over this body of believers. Grace of God over your relationships. The grace of God over your marriages. The grace of God over your occupation. The grace of God flowing to your finances. The grace of God equipping you spiritually for the days ahead. We will not quit. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I know that was different, but that's all right. Church doesn't have to be the same every week, does it? Amen. So now you got time. you got, what, ten minutes? You need to, with the kids. God bless you. Have, now look at you, say this with me. Look at your neighbor and say this with me. Have an overcoming week and stay off the fence. Amen. God bless you.